podcast where we hate spinnerbait, but we love Nagahide. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. I'm Michael Ann, wrapped in a little blankie today. And with me, as always, is Bethany. Bethany, how are you? I'm thriving. I feel like something has been in my eye all day. But other than that, y'all, I got no complaints. Life's pretty good. And I'm ready to talk about chapter eight of what happened to Goodbye. I'm I'm just I'm ready. I'm excited. Chapter eight was so good. So cute. It was good. There was lots of good there was good bands. There was some great Deb content. You know, here at Hate Center Bit we stand Deb. And yeah, I just it was a good one. Some good opal and Gus stuff. I don't know. There's a lot of good. Ooh, long, I can't wait to talk about that. Look at stuff. I'm excited to dive ooh, in. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Also, you know what we are really um, delayed on doing? Mm. The bracelets. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> sure are. Now we can just say we are doing it in honor of Women's History Month and Air's My birthday. tour film, Get Your Birthday, Air's tour film on coming out on March. There's many things. There's many we things. can say that we're doing um, it a new Lindsay Lohan rom-com on Netflix. Hey now. That's the quality content I'm here for. The Her Christmas movie was 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Absolute no garbage. And it Absolute, was so good. Absolutely no notes though. <laughs> no notes at all. Don't change a thing yeah. actually. That's how I like my uh, holiday like rom-coms. You know what I mean? 100%. Yes silly 100%. all right you want to have a little, little recap so i stop singing and scaring the people <laughs> oh my god i would love to oh, so um in the last chapter they went to um the game and out to dinner with mom and peter they being McLean and Dave. Yep, nailed it. I, I kept wanting to say Declan. <laughs> Declan. Our boy Declan. <laughs> Horrible name, by the way. Sorry, no offense. No offense to any Declans out there. <laughs> to any Declans out there, but oof, what, uh, what a sound that your mouth is making. Anyway, so they went to the game and <laughs> they bonded and um, she kind of opened up a little bit about her mom and then they kind of snuggled a little bit yes yes there were feelings and snuggles and i was here for it yep and they 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 worked on the little model together accidentally well not accidentally but <laughs> but like kind unknowing of, to yeah yeah unknowing to what's her face mclean and <laughs> i gotta stop calling our main characters what's her face <laughs> <laughs> is there a main protagonist of this story um, Guts of Validation, speaking of our protagonist's name, Guts of Validation in the Discord about the fact that, like, why is no one ever, like, like the coach to her? Which I understand in a book you're not going to have characters stop her doing that all the time. But if it could just happen in one scene, it would make me feel better. And some people in the chat were like, yeah, when you have names that sound like that, people are always like, like this. Also, a Sarah Dustin in real life moment 
my mom texted me this weekend uh flyer play georgian in basketball we won hashtag just saying and um hashtag my, just saying. my mom was talking about this one player and his name is blue and apparently his name is blue because his dad was a big duke fan and so he named him blue as in like duke blue and um he now plays basketball for Georgia, so it's kind of ironic. But I was like, oh, my God, what a, what happened? A goodbye moment. He was named because of a college basketball team. <laughs> After the color, though, not a coach's name, but still. Krzyzewski is kind of a hard name to say. Name is the color blue, like yeah. it's B-L-U-E. Yeah. My life. But yeah, when my mom texted me this whole, like, like Wikipedia article thing about him, like little blurb, I was like, how very what happened to goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, that was my first thought. Um, but yeah, our girl McLean. Chapter eight, y'all. Chapter Let's eight, y'all. So our girl McLean, she gets to school late because her heat went out and she had to make a bunch of phone calls. Then she had to wait for dad to get off the phone with Chuckles, our who's boy in Chuckles. London. <laughs> Chuckles takes London. And Chuckles. <laughs> yes, taking London. <laughs> And she sees Riley in the hallway, which kind of avoids her because she doesn't really want to talk about her uh, relationship with Dave after everybody saw them on TV. Mm. And in a absolutely hilarious scene that Sarah did, like, such a good job writing, um, she is simultaneously eating a power bar and trying to pull off the sexy mirror on her locker at yes. the same time, and it ends up coming off abruptly, which makes the locker slam shut onto her nose, and then she falls backwards onto the water fountain. And which, yeah, then of course starts spurting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's written in a way that like you one hundred percent visualize it. You're like, oh boom, she just hit her nose. Boom. Oh yeah, there she is, like backed into the water fountain, and it's just like <laughs> just a little water. <laughs> That's water sound effects, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> that was that was perfect. It sounded no exactly one like water. Ever hire me to be a foley artist? Because clearly my sound effects are like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your time travel machine is pretty good. Thank you. It is exactly what a time travel machine sounds like. Uh, I know exactly. from firsthand. So yeah, I thank you. I worked really hard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway she can't see anything she's like like holy shit what just happened to me and of course riley finds her and she's like oh my gosh are you okay and she brings her to the um (laughs) the mirror the fact that it's sexy all caps with two x's yes is just so funny like it's killing me every time i read it on the page um sexy sexy can't um okay and she brings her to the nurse and mclean's doing that thing where she's like oh yeah i don't really make friends when i move anywhere and um riley's like well surprise bitch you've made friends here so (laughs) (laughs) she's like go figure so sorry (laughs) you're stuck with me She's like, you're like inviting Deb into the, to the inner circle and no one ever invites Deb to do anything. And you're chilling with Dave on the TV. You got friends, okay? Yeah. She's like, get your shit together, girlfriend. And then we kind of find out that, well, I kind of found out that 
Ellen. <laughs> Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling silly today. Um, we talk about how Dave was like the only friend or Riley was like Dave's first friend at mm-hmm. school, like when he transferred to Jackson. And Ellis. And then Ellis became a friend of his from homeroom. <laughs> Everyone listening to this is like, why is homeroom so funny? Oh, jeez, if you guys only knew. (laughs) You only knew. You only knew. Oh, my God. What is with this podcast that I start recording and I'm like, oh, I got to yawn every 10 seconds? She just gets the sleepies. I got the sleepies. It's not relaxing (laughs) recording. Yeah. We're just vibing. Just vibing. I'm in my blankie. Nothing but straight vibes here this evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she's like, yeah, we're all friends, blah, blah, blah. And um, Riley ends up waiting for her while the nurse takes care of her, checks her out, makes sure her nose is all good. And it says, as she leaned in to inspect the damage, I looked through the glass of the door out into the room beyond it was blurred and thick for privacy, so you couldn't really see details. Even so, I could make out the shape of a figure sitting there, a presence nearby, waiting for me. Aww. Aww. Friends. Friends. We love, we love it. We love a good friendship. Yes, we love it when our main girl gets to find her little group of girlies and it pleases me. It pleases me. Especially when they're like not expecting it. And they're like, what? No, I don't have friends. And then they do. Too cute. It's too cute. It warms my heart. Um, What was I going to say? Getting to lunch. (laughs) Y'all, I don't know. We're both very slow happy today. I apologize. (laughs) I apologize. I don't apologize because you know we're having a great time. Um, (laughs) We get to lunch and she says, by the time she makes it to lunch, people are like gawking at her. And she's like, listen, I know that it's like an idiot. I have this, like, bump on my nose, but, like, this is a little overkill. Like, I shouldn't be, like, the town gossip because of this, you know? And so she sees our girl, Deb, and she's like, oh, my God, I didn't think it was true, but now that I'm seeing your face, it must be true. And, of course, McLean is like, the F is she talking about? And she's like, your fight with Riley. And she's like, record scratch? Um, no. <laughs> I fell into a, my locker <laughs> like a dumbass trying to take off a mirror that says sexy. <laughs> I did not get in a fight with Riley. And so she's like, why would, like, Riley, who's saying that? And she's like, everyone was talking about it. And she was like, why would she punch me? And so she says she saw you with Dave at the game. And just lost it. Because, again, like we said, it's, like, that weird, like, girls and guys can't be friends. And, like, they definitely seem very close. And even, like, McLean, even the reader, you're like, what's their situation? And now, obviously, we know, like, they are just friends. Um, But, of course, I'm certain high school, everyone does think, like, oh, why don't you guys just date already, you know? So she's, like, you know, um, they think that, like, she kind of, I don't know, lost in a jealous rage. And so McLean points out, like, you know, they're not named together. And Deb's, like, yeah, like, I know that, but not everyone does that. Like, you know, it's basic that girls and guys can't be friends like that's what people in high school think and so she lets her know the truth of course about that being the locker and she says um you know so dub's just sitting there like listening to some music very owen of her we love that chilling chilling to some music at lunch 
And so, again, adorable that McLean's like, oh, like, give me an earbud. Like, I want to chill. Like, I've been having a heck of a day. Like, I'm going to sit here with my friend Deb and listen to some music. And so she puts on the music and she's like, what in the world is this? Like, what are you listening to? And that is where we learn, truly, Deb is the most fascinating person. I am obsessed with her. That Deb was in a freaking band. And she, like, is so casual about it. And she's, like, just for a little while. And, again, this band is, like, hardcore, okay? And Deb, as we know know her, is not hardcore. But we've learned she's really into tattoos, that she's a drummer. And so she kind of explains her whole drum thing. And she's, like, you know, there weren't a lot of options. I've been taking drum lessons forever. I really was kind of, like, down to be and whatever. Um, And so... (laughs) So McLean's like, Deb, are you messing with me? And she's like, you don't exactly look like a speed metal drummer. And she's like, well, I'm not. And she's like, you are because I'm listening to you here on this music device, which we will not (laughs) name an iPad or an iPhone because, you know, Sarah Dustin doesn't do things like that. But whatever it is, you know, um, probably an iPod or iPhone. Were we we listening to music on our iPhones at this point? This is 2012. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we were. So probably on her phone. And so she's like, you know, I'm trained in all different types of genres. Um, And she's like, although I do like faster stuff, if only because it's more fun to play. Deb. Deb. Icon. Simply iconic, honestly. An icon. Honestly. Truly. Truly. She is... She is wonderful. I love every new fact that we learn about her. I can't believe everybody just wrote her off for so many years. She's the coolest person. These dumbasses are all missing out 100%. They don't know shit about our girl Deb. Mm -hmm. Not our girl Deb. Just then, our um, boy Dave comes up and he's all like, what's going on here? And, of course, McLean is absolutely flabbergasted by this new fact that she's learned about Deb. So she's like, Deb is a drummer. And he responds, holy crap. And she's like, thank God. Someone understands how crazy this is. But, no, it's her face. Obviously, it's her face because he has not seen her face yet. And so he's like, what happened? And this entire next bit, I literally, I, like, kind of just bracketed all of it. And I put the bang because this entire, like, next page is just adorable. Sarah Dessen bands. Dave and McLean are just so cute. And she's just like, Riley punched me. <laughs> that's like, that's the rumor going around. And he's like, what? Uh, she's like, that's the rumor, at least according to them. And Deb's all like, yeah, it's all over. Like, I heard it in the bathroom. It is, this is spreading like wildfire. Okay. And so <laughs> Dave just goes with it. And he's like, whoa, really got a good hit there on you. Um, and she's like, you know, she asked, do you really believe that she'd do that? And he's like, do you know? But honestly, like, she's got some fight in her. I could see her messing up someone else. But obviously, like, you know, again, they're friends. So he doesn't think that she'd actually do something like that. He asks what happened. She explains that her uh, locker door attacked him. I like that he just says, they'll do that. <laughs> I think it's a common occurrence. Yeah, we'll do that to you. Um, and then he asks you if she needs any ice because he's a gentleman like that. And she's like, oh, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I already got in the nurse's office. And he's like, um, it's the least I can do since I was the cause of everything. She explains, like, what the rumor is about the fact that, like, she was in a jealous rage. And I just love that. I love that he just runs with it. And, like, it just turns this whole joke. And he's like, well, you know, I was the cause of this. <laughs> <laughs> so at least I can do is offer you some ice. What a little cutie. He's so cute. I love Deb's just 
interjections interjections guys it is it's been a long day it's monday i don't know is that a word i don't even know i think yeah to interject interjections would be a word i think yeah (laughs) i'm gonna say it's a word i don't know don't trust (laughs) us y'all we all just went and studied words (laughs) don't trust us we both have english degrees don't trust us (laughs) don't trust us I think it's a word. I'm making it a word. If not, listen, if a bunch of sports broadcasters kept saying winningest so much, the winningest coach in history, which just wasn't a fucking word that it became a word, then we can make interjections a word if it isn't okay. Winningest. Winningest. I hate it. I think it's the ugliest thing that's not a word. Just say the coach with the most wins in whatever their thing is. Winningest coach in history. Who the fuck says that? <laughs> it's now a recognized word though so thanks thank you espn you don't want to get mad at taylor Swift for being on the nfl this is the real crime against sports and humanity okay this is what we all should have rallied against <laughs> winning it. yes yeah be- beb <laughs> you just called her beb <laughs> beb <laughs> my dear friend beb <laughs> Here's my friend Bib. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I really like that. Also, wait. Such a tangent. Do y'all know what I did on Sunday morning? I woke up and out of nowhere. <laughs> I meant to text you this. Actually, I totally forgot. Out of nowhere, I thought about that episode of One Tree Hill <laughs> where the dog gets Dan's heart and I wanted to watch it so bad. And I was like, I don't know what it's on. With Dreamy. I think it's on Hulu now. Okay, used to be on Netflix. So. I don't know. Um, I didn't have it in me to like search that on my streaming services, so I didn't watch it. But just out of nowhere, I woke up and I thought about the episode, and I was like, God damn, One Tree Hill, what a great show! It was such a great show. What a wild time! <laughs> I I have a favorite scene from later. It's like the later season, you know, when Dan is. You know, spoiler alert: once Dan gets out of jail and he's like picking. <laughs> Nathan's get up from school all the time. There's this one scene where like some little kids like bullying the what's the son's name? Jamie. Jamie, right, right. Yeah. He was so cute. That the little kid was little so kid. cute. Yes. But anyway, um, and he Dan like approaches the mother or something. He's like in the car and he's like, you know, yeah, that's my nephew. That's my grandson or whatever. Blah blah blah. And then he's like, yeah, I just got out of jail. She's like. <laughs> jail for what and he's just like it's an automatic window so it's just going up so slowly and he's just staring at her through this like slowly closing window and he's like murder <laughs> she's like wow <laughs> it's so good it's so good that show is it's quality uh, content i really can't believe that he killed uncle keith spoilers for anyone out there who hasn't watch on Hill before and then yeah in later seasons they like kind of tried to redeem him and there he was yeah like having a relationship with nathan's son get the f out he of here f- he fully ended that show being a martyr yes and it's that wild sh- why that y'all i can't even it's <laughs> that a wild show went off the fucking off the rails. rails off, the, off. It and started the- so simple it's this is on topic everyone because it's a show about two brothers playing basketball in north carolina so that's how this is related to what yeah 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 in case yeah. you're wondering yeah. okay it started so simple like it was a simple teen drama it was like fairly realistic again it was like these half brothers and they play basketball and like 
here's Peyton and she's, you know, the president of the tortured poets department. I love that. Meme, by the way, everyone quality content. I'm like accurate. And you know, here's your girl, Brooke and whatever. And then literally where the show ends, you, you would never believe you, you would never believe. You would never believe you would absolutely <laughs> never believe. Um, I don't know. Did we ever talk about on the podcast how Sophia Bush is queer? I think we did once. You know what I think we did? Because my mom texted me about it. And that's how she found out was through this podcast. So look at you educating educating people on queer celebrities. So there you go. I just saw a video of her and her gal. And I was like, oh. Well, I don't know if I was like, um, because I think there's some like drama with the wedding. Like they're we're both married. Like I don't know what that's all about, but it looked nice. But like, but I looked in love and that was nice. We love love here at Hate Spinner Bait. Oh we do. All right. Okay. We are gonna make it (laughs) to what Deb says here, which is people can't resist a love triangle. And Dave's like, Oh, is that what this is? And she's like, No. And by she I mean McLean. McLean's like, No. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, too bad. I've always wanted to be part of one of those. And then Deb reveals that she has been in a love triangle. And it was horrible, actually. Deb. She says, but once was more than enough. Like, honestly. It's no picnic, let me tell you. <laughs> Which is a great, that's just a great sentence. It's no picnic, let me tell you. Um, it is a great sentence. Yeah, is there? I love it. She's like, is there anything you don't have experience with to Deb? And she's like, you're an expert on tattoos, a drummer, and now you've been in a love triangle. Honestly, Deb, you looks like those the most extraordinary man. Deb is the most extraordinary woman. She truly like, she's fantastic. She is. She is. She's like Paris Geller, but like way nicer. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely the vibes. I get those vibes 100. percent Hmm. And then. Dave is like, so Deb, are you coming to Luna Blue this afternoon to work on our model project? And love Deb being invited to things. Yes, yes. And then um, McLean's like, it's not our anything. Like, well, and um, he's like, it's a service project for anyone who has a hankerance to serve their community. And of course, Deb is like, so hyped for this she's like is it really open for anybody we can just go here and build this model for free that's crazy and he's like yeah and you know mclean's being kind of weird about it though she's like um i'm not gonna be there and then the bell rings and he gets up slowly and he looks down at her and he says you don't have to take a punch for me you know i'm a lover not a fighter she says you're a freak is what you are and then he stuck out his hand and said, come on, slugger, walk with me. You know you want to. And she did she want to. So she did. Young love. The bands. The bands. The <laughs> we love the bands. But anywho, so our girl McLean gets home. And she hears voices, which is interesting. It's like half the time when she gets home, her dad isn't even home. And so it's like, stop it. Seriously, this isn't funny. And, you know, you're right, a pause, it's pathetic. And she hears, like, lots of giggling. So she walks in and she sees that it's her dad and Opal at the table. And they're going over a bunch of papers and they are slap happy. A little bit like how we are recording this episode (laughs) for y'all today. We were just trying to get y'all in the mood for the vibes. So they are slap happy, which is like, again, when have we not all been there? Especially when you're, like, 
technically supposed to be discussing something serious, which they're like, Gus has to present to Chuckles. <laughs> can't say that name and not and not have a little chuckle. He's presenting. They're at the point of his, you know, whatever, working with Luna Blue, where he kind of has to. He's been there long enough now that he's going to rank the employees. And unfortunately, that does mean that some people are going to get fired. Which, of course, Opal, who knows all these people and likes all these people, and is like, you know what, they might not be the best. Like they use the example of Leo putting yogurt on something instead of sour cream and she's like well in the middle east yogurt is a very common condiment and he's like our restaurant is not in the middle east opal like that's that's not what people are expecting that's not what was on our menu you know so she's kind of just like the roles is like really trying to vouch for these people which i understand because she has a connection to them and of course our boy gus you know he's he's supposed to make this place better so he's like it's it's a tough call but you know like this is what has to be done and um, so they're talking about that they've been at this for four hours and they've got absolutely nowhere. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's like, it's very serious business. And they're just absolutely dying over this. They're laughing. So they're talking about Leo and his mess up. And she's like, they're good people. And he's like, you know, this is my job. Um, if something isn't working, like, we have to make changes. And so, of course, our girl Opal brings up the roles. And she's like, like the roles. And he's like, they were a Cossack, took up too much prep time, and they gave us no return. It could be argued, in fact, that they lost this money. And she's like, but I like them. And Gus finally admits he did, too. He liked the rolls. Mm -hmm. And actually hates pickles, (laughs) particularly fried pickles, which, like, cannot relate. Um, And so, you know, of course, McLean is there. And she's like, yeah, like, he really doesn't like pickles. And so she's like, I like don't understand. And, you know, he kind of explains like that's his job. It's like to save money to make the place better. Like that's why he's brought in. You have to take your emotion out of it. He's like, you know, I like the roles, but like you just you have to take your emotion out of it. And so she asks him, you know, how he does it. And so McLean is kind of like, honestly, I'm a little curious too. Like this is something I've never really asked my dad about. You know, he we've moved around and he, he rolls in, he rolls out. So he says, well, it's not always so easy, but I had a restaurant of my own for many years. I was beyond invested, and that was hard, too. Harder, actually. And again, what we're all really talking about here, (laughs) of course, (laughs) is his wife. And as we know, ever since then, McLean's like, oh, he's kind of been like a little bit of a ladies' man. Like, he rolls in. He gets a girlfriend. It's not serious. He rolls out. No strings attached. And it's like, yeah, of course, because he had a serious restaurant aka a serious relationship it burned him hard and so now it's much easier for him to roll in someplace make no connections which again like father like daughter the claim is now doing the same thing and yeah that's kind of like how they operate now because they were so deeply hurt by what mclean's mom did to both of them but I think they're both going to find a home here yes. in Lakeview. Oh, my God. It's the power of Lakeview, y'all. Seriously. It is. It really is. And Opal, again, just like one of us, service industry gal, was like, I've loved Luna Blue since I was a teenager. It's like where my heart is. And, you know, so she's like, I just, yeah, I get that. Like, you know, when a restaurant is like your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, um. And so then, you know, she's like, I really hated that you're right. And he's like, I know, I get that a lot. Um, And so this is where, you know, she kind of wraps up and leaves. And um, she has a little handkerchief, which, again, we always just like to point out Opal's fashion because she just seems like a fashion icon. And I love her. Um, So I was like, wow, that's really cool that she also has a cool, like, scarf thing. Um, 
But anyways, so when she leaves, uh, she's saying, like, it's going to be really hard. She feels like she's going to death row, like, staring at all these people knowing they might lose their job. And then um, Gus comes clean to McLean after Opal leaves. And he's, like, honestly, like, it's – he's, like, firing people is, like, the least of, her, like, the potential worries. Like, it could be worse. Like, they could shut down Luna Blue because, honestly, like, the building – right now is worth more than the restaurant so like chuckles might <laughs> can't can't take it seriously this very big business owner chuckles might he's like depending on his mood tomorrow like he might fire five people he might fire two people he might decide that none of this is worth it um which yeah is kind of how it does go sometimes unfortunately yeah also can we just talk about how though like when he said, she says, and then my dad and I both watched as she walked across the living room to the front door, pushing it open. Halfway down the walk, she stopped, adjusting her scarf. She looked at the, up at the gray sky for a moment and then squared her shoulders and started walking again. And she looks at her dad and he says, she's really something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. she is. Gus has got the hot for Opal, and I yes. love it. Yes, Gus, let yourself believe in love again. It is out there for yes. you. This is your time. Open up this your heart your again. Don't just go flitting around wherever Chuckles sends you. No. Stay in Lakeview. Put down roots. Get your girl. Get your girl. And then we get another little cute moment. So, yeah, so we're all hoping that Chuckles doesn't decide. Oh, wait, we do have to go over everyone's numbers. Tracy was a four, Leo a three. Yeah, I feel like those are both fair. <laughs> yeah. Jason was a nine. That, okay, yeah. She says whatever that meant. But, yeah, I've got to assume, like, the higher the number, the more value you have. Again, Jason is a smart guy, seems like a good hard worker. What we know of Tracy and Leo so far, not so great. But, yeah. I'm kind of with Opal in which, okay, so we had this guy that we worked with back in the day and he was, I'm like not trying to be mean y'all, but he was not the brightest bulb in the bunch. Okay. Um, But he just like wasn't doing anyone any harm. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like trying to be bad at his job. He just wasn't the brightest bulb. And he was like literally a golden retriever in a person and he was just entertaining and kind of fun to work with. And all of her managers were like, why do you, like, th- he's terrible. And I'm like, he is, but, like, he's not purposely, like, he's not lazy. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between being lazy and just, like, not being the brightest or not being the best at something. I'm like, he's trying. <laughs> he just isn't good. Yeah. But it was so entertaining because, like, you would hear him talk to his guests. And at our old venue, we had – um grilled wings and fried wings and people would ask you all the time what's the difference which obviously like one is grilled one is fried like no no shit Sherlock right but what they're really asking is like flavor profile what's different so you'd be like fried if you want a crispier ring grilled if you want a juicier wing that's the way we were always instructed to explain them to a guest okay and so one day again this guy not the brightest bulb but an absolute just like golden retriever of a human was like explaining it to a table and my husband who also worked with us at the time walked by and he literally was like well the fried ones they put in the fryer and the grilled ones they put on the grill (laughs) he was so dumb but he was like that entertained all of us for an entire shift so i was like he's so entertaining though like please don't get rid of him he he cracks me up he pleases me that's so funny (laughs) yeah like that is literally and the guest is just like yeah i get i get that but like what does that mean (laughs) <laughs> and the grilled ones they put on the grill 
Y'all, it was so good. I think about it to this day, and it brings me joy. So, like, wherever he is, I hope he's doing well. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, the Leos and the Tracys serve their role in a restaurant. You know what I mean? They they do. They yeah, really do. They really do. Um, But, yeah, so that's their numbers. And we hope that our boy Chuckles sees some value in Luna Blue. But let's go ahead and move on to later that evening. Where McLean is upstairs trying to do some Western Civ homework when she hears a knock on the kitchen door and she goes out there. And this is honestly an insane thing to me for some reason. There, Davis standing under the porch light. He has a pot holder around a saucepan. He just walks over to his next door neighbor with an entire saucepan. Like, why wouldn't you put that in Tupperware? Why wouldn't you just, like, bring her a bowl? Like, he brings over an entire saucepan. He, like, immediately finishes making the soup. And he's like, get a pot holder. Going over to my girl McLean. Gonna impress her with that chicken noodle soup. Like, who brings over an entire saucepan of soup to their neighbor? And he's like, chicken noodle soup, you got a bowl. Um, You should have brought it over in one. <laughs> like, what a weirdo. Love him to death, though. And she, of course, is a little surprised. And she's all like, you cook. And he says that he used to. Because, again, as we know, his mom is, like, a little bit of, like, an almond mom, you know? And she, like, isn't trying to, you know, like, make anything that it doesn't taste like crap. And she's, mm, she's a little yes. bit granola. And, um, and which, no offense to granola, I like. But, you know, granola moms is a different situation. And yes. um, so he's like, you know, I had to because I wanted to eat things like meat and dairy. And my mom wasn't really, like, letting me do things like that. And so he's like, but it's been a little bit of time, but you know, he's all like chicken noodle soup. Good for the, uh, good for the old, um, you know, when you've, when you've gotten into a brawl and since it was over me, you know, it's the least I could do and all that jazz. And so, (laughs) um, then he says that when she didn't show up, uh, earlier to do the model that he was afraid that he offended her with the lover, not a fighter who's being a bit of a jerk. And he's like, you know, I was hanging out with prodigies, you know, my social skills aren't exactly great. And she's like, you don't have to skip grades for that. I've got a B plus average and I do it all the time. <laughs> I just love that. Love that line. She's like, no, I say dumb shit too. Like I walk into it too. It's fine. It's it's not just you. Um, so yeah, so they go ahead and they like sit down with it. And he's like, oh, it's missing a little bit. Okay, there's going to be another word where I feel like I mess it up. It's time, right? That's how we pronounce this word. Time. <laughs> <Thank> yes. <laughs> I, as you can tell, I'm not much of a cook. Um, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's time. But then I didn't want to say it and have everyone make fun of me. So I just, I'm going to admit it. I wasn't <laughs> Um, Don't know my spaces very well, okay? So he's like, it's missing a little time. Me, I'm like, time goes into chicken noodle soup. Like, that's absolute news to me. So he's like, no worries. I'll just find your spice rack. <laughs> I've never made chicken noodles in my life, if that isn't abundantly clear to everyone in this moment. <laughs> You're like, chicken? Did not know that that was in chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Didn't know when it is. <laughs> I, eat, I used to eat Campbell's chicken noodle soup, and that's my knowledge. <laughs> now I eat the Amy's No. Um, no. Am I back? Okay, good. You're back. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I eat Amy's whatever noodle soup, the like vegan version of it, and it comes out of a can. I ain't fancy. What can I say? It's delicious. I like though, it. Honestly. I like it. So never made, never made a, a chicken noodle soup in my life. Um, but for all of you that do, let me know about how much time you put in yours. <laughs> Anywho, so. Have you made chicken noodle soup, like, from hand? 
No, but I just feel like time is such an obvious like ingredient. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not even like when I was ten years old, my mom taught me to make chicken noodle soup, and every winter I make a batch. <laughs> you think my mom taught me how to make chicken noodle no. soup? <laughs> I was like, oh, she must make her own. That's impressive. No, I just was like, I don't know why I found it so funny. Andrew's mom makes us chicken noodle soup. But for some reason, I'm just like, of course, chicken noodle well, soup. That's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. Quick poll. If anyone can let me know in the Discord, Instagram comments, comment on this post. If you listen on Apple or Spotify, um, let me know if you knew that time goes into chicken noodle soup. <laughs> I need vindication. <laughs> Everyone probably, like, listen, my food takes are always hot takes because, you know, as we all know, my Thanksgiving thoughts. Um, And people, like, are big cooks. So, I don't know. I think I am just kind of dumb. I also wanted to be known. No shade. My mother did teach me how to cook, y'all. I'm just lazy and I don't do it often. I know how to make certain things, okay? (laughs) But we never were making. She made stew, like beef stew. You know, like, she made that by yes. hand. We were never making, like, soups by hand. I feel like you, like, got it from a can and you nuked it, you know? Yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's my tomato soup. Good vegetable soup. My fave, pers- personally. Anywho. Um, so he's like, where's your spice rack? I do actually have a spice rack in case anyone's wondering. I do have that. And <laughs> I just feel like it's one of those things you register for your wedding. And so he's like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, jazz this guy up. So he starts opening up the cabinets and realizes that, like, they are very minimalistic. They got, like, nothing. This honestly stresses me out here. They have four plates, four bowls, three coffee mugs, and six glasses. If you know anything about Michael Ann, it's that she has a lot of mugs. I, too, have a lot of mugs, not as many as Michael Ann. The amount of glassware I own, y'all, and it's me and my husband that live together. Two people. Do you want to know when we box up our kitchen stuff to move how many glasses we move? Can't stress how many. I literally donated a crap ton to Goodwill because I was like, we do not need to move all of this glassware up to Georgia. We still have an entire cabinet full of glassware. There's still so much. That's hilarious. We have literally four cups. We oh have like, we just so keep, cups. we keep trying to get rid of the cups because we like, we don't, we drink. The only thing we drink <laughs> is water typically. Mm. So we use our water bottles and then mugs for coffee and like that's, that's it. it. That's I probably it. use the same two cups, but you best believe I'm keeping all of them. Like I'm a hoarder when it comes to glassware, apparently. <laughs> I'm really trying to cut back. And yet there's so many. Yeah. But if you open my cabinet, you would not believe I might have to take a picture to show you the amount of glassware I have so you all can see because it's honestly asinine for two people. But yeah, so they have <laughs> four bowls i was like you're like constantly washing bowls i know it's only two of you living there but like you're constantly washing these things um yes we only have four bowls two saucepan i think we have like on our one china my husband the other day was like we need another dinner or set because we like broke a couple of plates or something we broke one bowl and one plate and i was like there are two of us I'm like, we're fine. Because <laughs> um, we have these little plastic white bowls that he kept. There's four. There's four on our actual like dinnerware set. There's two more that I got from like Target years ago that I just couldn't part with because I thought they were cute. And four other plain white bowls that we have from like my old dinner set that I got when I was like probably in college. So yeah, we have that many bowls. And he was stressed out because we broke one. Well, we only have three <laughs> bowls. And I'm like of our dinner set. But our actual bowl count is pretty high we have like 10 <laughs> we have 
literally four bowls and three plates and we wash dishes quite a, oh, quite, yeah. quite a bit yeah you go you quite go through bad. it like quicker than you you think you do that is yes. for sure so yeah i don't know mclean and her dad are, are washing some dishes so she, she's talking about like um one frying pan two saucepans and a mixing bowl it's like in one cabinet and so he's like is this what's going on here are you like survivalists or something and so she explains like with each move you know, they moved four times in the last two years. She's just kind of, it's a lot, which it is, like, a lot to move. Yeah. And all that stuff. And he's like, um, you basically have an empty kitchen. This is something that drives me crazy. And this is another, can we add this, please? Can we do a quick poll of men in everyone's lives? Milk. Weirdos just drink in plain milk, right? <laughs> Here's another thing. So in this scene, it's stressing McLean out because Dave, like, leaves the cabinets open. And it's stressing her out because, like, it's showing the fact that, like, she's, you know, it's empty and, and whatever. But it stresses me out because I was like, this is what my husband does all the time. He will go and grab a plate and just leave the cabinet open. Why? <laughs> Were you raised in a barn? I know your mother. I know she raised you bad. I know your mother closes cabinets. But he will do- he will eat at the dinner table and not push his chair back in but anyways dave being a boy who's just leaving cabinets open i was immediately like that's my husband every time and i'll just walk into the kitchen if i'm not in the kitchen with him when he's like making something i walk into the kitchen an hour later that cabinet that he got a plate out of still just wide open why why like how does i absolutely drive you crazy i do that too you leave cabinets open what what Michael Ann. <laughs> how, how, like all the time? Or is it like, oh, every once in a while, like, I'm just it's, like not thinking? Um. <laughs> it's often. It's often. Often. Pretty often. Honestly, like all the things online that are like, that's like the wife's side of that room and it's like clean and it's like the husband's side and it's like messy. It's like, no, that's like, the opposite. Oh, With awesome. me, I, my shit's everywhere. Andrew's constantly like, can you be a little cleaner? And I'm like, I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm too creative. I can't. I'm not the cleanest person. I mean, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn since we've moved into this place. Like, I have kept my side of the street uh, clean. No, I've kept my side of the room. Like, I keep – I'm not the best at, like, always remembering to fold my laundry right away. But I, for the most part, like, don't have a bunch of, like, crap all over the place. Um I will the table is always like my dumping ground like my like dining room table or whatever like I will come in sometimes just like Bleh. <laughs> and then like everyone's around, I'm like oh, I like need to clean this table because it just like has taken on a life of its own now but my room I have kept pretty clean um but I actually think like Mike is probably more like neat and organized than I am in general um but I like you know I've been doing pretty good since we've lived here but yeah, but for some odd reason, cannot scoot in a chair or close a cabinet door. And it just like <laughs> is baffling to me. Like, again, because if none of you except for Michael Ann know what my living room looks like. But like my dining room table is literally like in my living room. Like it's in the same mm-hmm. area. So if we he goes to he's sitting at the table and he comes over to sit on the couch. Like the chair is like blocking the view of our TV. And I'm like, how does he not notice that? How does that not happen? crazy? <laughs> Because my eyes like twitching. I'm like, just get in the chair. <laughs> and he's just chair. like, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, oh just quick. Well, now I want to know. Okay, apparently I thought it was a guy thing, but now that I know that it's like a people thing, 
who is just going into their kitchen and just leaving their cabinet doors open? I need to know. And are are you the person who's leaving them open? Or are you the person who is the me of the relationship who's like, how hard is it to close a cabinet door? <laughs> Sound off in the comments below. Please and thank you. Uh, you'd be surprised. You know, if I open the cabinet and I just walk away, that cabinet doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't anymore. exist. It's like it never <laughs> been opened. <laughs> It's like one of those, if you know, a tree falls in the woods and no one's around, you're like, if a cabinet door opens and no one's around to see it, <laughs> that cabinet door doesn't exist anymore. It does, the whole cabinet's gone, actually. Yes, it's actually, the whole thing's gone. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, oh. She tells him here that he's very concerned that she doesn't have any baking pans, which is a very funny thing for a teenage boy to be concerned about. He's like, what if you need to roast or broil something? And she's like, I buy a foil pan. That's not great for the environment, McLean. And no. she's like, and he's like, what? That's insane. And she's like, it's a lot. Like, they're glass pans. They break moving a lot. And so, you know, he's like, wow, like, all of this is so temporary. Like, it looks like you're only here for, like, a week or something. And she's like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. And so he's like, if I were to go upstairs and go through your drawers, will I see only two pairs of pants? And she's like, you're not going through my drawers, <laughs> which is very fair. Like, that's a lot. That's very forward. He's joking, obviously. But, you know. Um, and so, you know, he asks how many times they've moved. And she's like, you know, we've been doing this for two years and we've moved four times. And that sounds like a lot to him. And she's like, you know, I realize that probably does sound pretty crazy if you've lived in the same place your whole life. But for her, like – this is kind of her new normal and it, it doesn't really face her. Um, and I think this is the first time that Dave is kind of understanding, which again, like he clearly has a crush on her and he's all like, I'm gonna, you know, get this girl to fall for me. And she's not into him again, nothing to do with him, but just like, she doesn't want to make any connections because she knows all of this is temporary. And I think this is the first time that he's like, Oh, wait a minute. Like this has an expiration date for you. Like, yeah, I don't know if we should be doing this. If, like clearly you have no desire to like want to stay here or, or put down any roots in anything so yeah it's just kind of it's a little it's a sweet scene because he brings her over chicken noodle soup which has time in it and, <laughs> and it's like just flabbergasted by her lack of you know baking pans and this that and the other thing but it also is like a little bittersweet because you realize that like i don't know i feel like dave's kind of having like his aha moment like oh she, you know, she's just going to up and leave. But yeah. I, she wants to stay this time. Dave, fight for. <laughs> yes. Dave and Opal need to come together yes. and be like, you're not leaving. We will We're your people. Luna Blue is your restaurant. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's like, so then he's like, oh, you don't have like your 2 a.m. friend, which is like the friend that bails you out at 2 a.m. Um, I would love to be that friend, but you're gonna have to call my phone like at least ten times. <laughs> Michael Ant does silence her phone every night, y'all. I do. So when you send her things at a certain time, you're like, she might see this, she might not. <laughs> when she Probably does not. see it, though, she will inevitably respond. It's just like fifty fifty, and if she's seeing it the moment you were sending it to her. So yeah, if you're trying Most to call her at no. two a.m., I wouldn't advise it. I'd call someone else. <laughs> Again, not because she isn't a great friend who would be there for you. It's just she wouldn't know that you called. <laughs> no, I would have no clue. One time I was asleep. And so our front door is like a like a code. Yeah. And I was asleep. And Andrew 
had could not get in the door he like kept fucking up the code and like something was going wrong and he was calling me and knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell for like 20 minutes and I didn't wake I didn't wake up at all (laughs) until he finally got into the house and walked into the bedroom and I was like oh hi and he was like you didn't hear me and I was like no He's like, I've been outside, (laughs) locked outside (laughs) for like 20 minutes. I'm like, oh my God. So sorry about that. And he's like, well, great. If Home Invader comes, clearly my glance went through it. Seriously. Like, yeah, probably. I'm like, I don't know. I have pipples, so. (laughs) You're like, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, yeah. So then he's, Dave is telling her about how he's like excited to go on his little road trip this summer to Austin with Ellis and Riley. Heather is not going because she um, wrecked her car and got her license suspended. Because she is seriously the worst driver. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was so me growing up, too. I was, like, in car accidents all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the worst fucking driver ever. That's terrible. Mine was I was a totally fine driver. I could not park, though. I definitely hit two parked cars in the first, like, four years of owning a license, just trying to get into a parking spot. I'm much better at it now, guys. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, open road, okay. fine. Don't park next to me, though. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so, yeah, they're, like, talking about how he's excited whatever. And then mom opens the door, and she's like, David, hello. And... <laughs> Which is honestly kind of how I picture his mom in this interaction. Like, she, there's no indication that she has an accent, but... For Sonny, she comes across in this scene. It's kind of how you picture it. She's like, oh, sorry to interrupt, but that documentary your father mentioned earlier is coming on, and I knew you wouldn't want to miss it. Certainly And he's like, hell yeah, let's watch this documentary on cells. Really exciting. Thrilled. Um, He's like, but, you know, I got to play the game so that I can go on my trip. And he starts to leave, and she kind of does this, like, awkward thing where she's like, you know, the fact that I didn't come by today. Like, it wasn't anything you said. I'm just like, and he says, not into entanglements. I get it loud and clear because she is being very clear. And I'm like, yeah. Dave. Dave, no, keep trying, Dave. baby. Keep trying. But then he says, I'd better go. The cells and their lives are waiting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cute. We get a little phone call here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're back in Cringe Town, USA, with women keep talking to McLean about her dad, and it's weird. It's weird, and it's like she. So this is Lindsay Baker. She's like calls their landline, which she's like, I didn't even know I had a landline, <laughs> right? And then she calls her landline. She answers it, and she's like, Oh, I've been calling your dad for a couple days on his cell phone and at Luna Blue, and so I thought I'd try this number. It's like, Honey, take a he's hint. Just not that into she's you. Not that into you. Give it up. Give she's it like, up. is your father here? And she's like, no, she, he's at Luna Blue. And she's like, oh, well, I just called Luna Blue and they said he was at home. And it's like, um, yeah. Too much, ma'am. Too much. No, give it up. Give it up, ma'am. Um, but she takes a little note down for her. She says, Lindsay Baker wants you for lunch. Which <laughs> I do love. I do. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> She's like, he'll get the idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
But then she goes back to her room. She's studying. And a half hour later, she hears a soft knock on the door, kitchen door. So she goes down there. Nobody's out there. But there's a small box with a sticky note attached. And it says, just in case you decide to stick around, we had three of these. And it is a little plastic container of time. Y'all, I just want a boy to get me time. That's cute. <laughs> so cute. And you know what is nice too? It's like he's giving her time. Yes. Yes. Ah, yes. oh, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, you cutie. And this little cutie, she puts the time back with like the salt and the pepper and all that jazz. And then she's like, the note I took back to my room where I stuck it on my bedside clock front and center. So it'd be the first thing I saw in the morning. Shut the front door. Just tell that boy that you love him. <laughs> oh, just stay. Just, just stay, stay forever. Just stay forever and be in love. Oh, it's cute. It's Aww. so cute. I cannot wait to see this love blossom. I can't yeah. wait to see Opal and Gus's yes. love yes. blossom. Oh, I love them. <sighs> No one does it like our girl, Dessen. I tell you. She's got me rooting for like two couples in this book. This is fun. I'm rooting for like the adult couple and the, the teen couple. Like, I, just, I love them all. It's a fun And I'm rooting spin. for Deb and I'm rooting for Jason. It's yes. all everybody. I'm so many people. I just want them all to mm-hmm. be happy and well. And Same. I guess we'll find out next week when we come back together to discuss chapter nine. I'm looking forward to it personally. And you can feel free to join us on Thursday for Chaos Thursday, if that's your sort of thing. Um, join our Patreon if you want to come hang out in the Discord and chat with us and tell me about how you just make soups all the time and you're really good at it. <laughs> Send me pictures of soup. I want to see. I love soup. I just don't know how to make it. And yeah, that's yep. about it. That's all we got. Have a good one. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Be well, everyone. Be well.